The final Mishnah of this parak, this chapter, as well as the first Mishnah of the following parak, talk about a woman who has just got married, and she has never before had relations. And the nature of a woman is such that the first time that she has marital relations, she ends up bleeding, but this blood is not considered to be nidoblad. She'll discover it roughly in the same area of her body, but it is not considered to be nidoblad, and she would not become tome. Now, when a man gets married, he writes up a ksuba in which he obligates himself to pay a sum of money to the woman to whom he is marrying in a case where he divorces her, or if he dies before she does then she will have the right to that sum of money from his possessions. Now, if a man thinks that he's getting married to a basula, a basula refers to a woman who has never before had relations, but then later on he discovers that actually she is not a basula and that she has had marital relations beforehand. In such a case, the marriage is actually considered to be a mekartos, which means that he married her based on a mistaken assumption, and he can claim that he never intended to marry a woman like that, and if indeed it is true that she was not a basula and he thought that she was, then she would not be entitled to this kasuba, because the entire kasuba right that she has is based on the fact that they are getting married, and if he only married her based on the assumption that she is a basula, and now he has discovered that she's not a basula, so the marriage is considered to be invalid, and he would not be obligated to give her the kasuba. Now, because it is the nature of women to bleed the first time they ever have relations, if she does not bleed, that is an indication that actually she has had relations beforehand. And in such a scenario, the husband would be able to claim that she was not a basula when he married her, and he is therefore not obligated to pay her the kasuba. Says the Mishnah, Noshim bivsulehem, women who have never had relations before, in terms of their blood, kagafonim, it is considered to be like vines. In fact, the Posk in Tehillim already compares one's wife to a grapevine, Eshtchok Gefen The Posk says, Your wife is like a fruitful grapevine. And the Mishnah explains, Yesh Gefen Sheena Odoim, there are vines whose wine is red. Yesh Gefen Sheena Shachar, there are vines which produce black wine. And likewise, on a similar note, the blood of a woman who has never had relations before, upon having relations, that blood can sometimes be more red and sometimes more black. There are vines who produce a lot of wine, and there are vines who produce not a lot of wine. And on a similar note, a woman, the first time she has relations, she won't necessarily bleed excessively. It could be there'll only be a little bit of blood but that would still be enough to indicate that she indeed was a basula until now, she had never had relations before, and he would not be able to claim that he's not obligated to pay her the kasuba if he decides to divorce her or upon his death. So even if the blood is black, even if there's only a little bit of it, that would already be enough to get rid of any claim that he might say that she wasn't a basula. Rabbi Yehuda says... Any, it's true that every wine, ha, every vine has wine. It produces wine. The she'en boyayin, however, a vine that is found without wine, one that doesn't produce wine, harizodurkati. This word durkati really has a double meaning. On the one hand, it refers to something that is dry, so a dried up vine might not produce wine. 
In addition, the Gemara explains that Durkati is short for Durkotua, which literally means a cut-up, a cut-off generation. And this refers to a woman to whom the mission is comparing to a vine who is not able to have children. A woman like that, she might not bleed the first time she has relations. And what Rabbi Huda is coming to say is that even if she doesn't bleed at all the first time they have relations, that not, that's not necessarily a absolute proof that she has had relations beforehand. It could be that she is a type of woman who is not able to have children, but she hasn't had relations beforehand, in which case she would be entitled to her kasuba. So they would do their research to check whether that is indeed the case, and if it is, then she would still be entitled to her kasuba. A girl who has never before had relations, as the previous Mishnah mentioned, usually bleeds the first time she has relations. And often this is not just the first time, it could be the first few times, as we'll see in the Mishnah, the first four times that she has relations, there is a likelihood that she might bleed. And the question of the Mishnah is, how do we know whether the blood is Nido blood, or it's the blood that was caused for her having relations for the first time? The Mishnah is going to discuss a number of different cases, starting off with a Tinoikes, a young girl, who has not even yet reached the age where she's supposed to experience being a Nidah. Usually when she reaches the age of 12, she becomes a Nara, and that's when her maturity begins, and she would become a Nidah from that age usually. Over here we're talking about a, a girl who got married when she was younger than that, Venises she got married, and according to her age, she's not expected to become a Nidah at all. We would give her four nights, that is to say... The first four times that she has relations, even if it's not consecutively, on consecutive nights one after the other, the first four times that she has relations, the blood that comes out of her is assumed to be as a result of that, as opposed to being nidder blood. If after that she continues to bleed, then, since usually the bleeding that is caused by the first time that she has relations does not last that long, even though she is young, we would already be concerned that possibly this is nidder blood. Okay, so I remember this Hillel say, Even after that time, we would wait until the wound that was caused by the first time having relations heals. And what Basil mean is that even if she's already had relations four times, we check if there's anything causing her to bleed that might be related to her having had relations. For example, if it's specifically when she stands up, or if she sits in a particular position, or if she sits on something hard, if it's only under these specific scenarios that she bleeds, that is an indication that it's possibly the pressure that she's applying on the wound that is causing her to bleed. If it was nidder blood, it shouldn't really be related to the position in which she is sitting or standing. So Basil is saying if there is still an indication like that, even after four times that she has had relations, that would indicate that possibly it is still because of the wound from having relations, then we would attribute the blood to that, and we would not assume that she is a nidder. Alright, now the Mishnah discusses a second type of woman who is older. It's a girl that Higia's manner, she has reached the age, Lirois, where she would generally see blood coming out of her womb. She's already a Nara, which means that she's 12 years old. However, she hasn't yet experienced being a Nidor before. So until now, she has not yet reached that stage of maturity where she has become a Nidor, but she's at that age where it can be expected that we'll see that she has reached that stage of maturity and that she will become a nidah. Benises, and this girl gets married, we give her the first night, meaning any relations that she has the first night, 
any bleeding that is caused over there is assumed to be because of the first time that she's experiencing having relations. But whatever occurs after that, we are concerned that that blood is nidor blood. She has until Motzi Shabbos, which in the times of the Mishnah would be Arbo'a Leilois four nights after she got married. The Mishnah at the beginning of Masechus Kesubos records that in the times of the Mishnah, at least, they would get married on a Wednesday. So four nights after that would be Motzi Shabbos. The truth is, this actually does not need to be four days in a row. The opinion of Beis Hillel over here is very similar to the opinion of Beis Shammai in the previous case. That the first four times that she has relations, even if it's stretched beyond four days, that is the time that it is more likely for her to bleed as a result of the relations. So any bleeding that happens then we would attribute to that, as opposed to being nidoblad. And after that, where it's already unlikely to be as a result of the relations, and on the other hand, there's nothing stopping us expecting her to become a nidor, so then we would assume that it is nidor blood. Now the Mishnah goes on to the third type of woman where she has reached the age of maturity, and indeed Ra'as of Oedobo She already started seeing and experiencing being a nidor while she was in her father's house before she got married. So this is just another reason to expect and, yes, see that blood as being nidor blood. So in this case, we give her the relations that is considered to be a mitzvah, that is to say, the first time that the husband and wife have relations after they got married, that is a mitzvah. In fact, that is considered to be the completion of their marriage. And that, of course, is permitted, and the blood that is caused at that time, we would attribute with the fact that she's having relations for the first time. But beyond that, even relations that occur on that same night, if she bleeds then, we would already be concerned that it is blood of of the womb that is nidor blood. On the other hand, we still, I mean, we still say, the entire night is hers, meaning whatever she bleeds that night. Since there is a high likelihood that it is a result of the relations that she had first, for, for the first time, so we would not consider it to be nidor blood, but whatever occurs after that, Basil agree we would be concerned that it is nidor blood. Mishnah Base, the next few Mishnahis talk about a new concept called Hefsiktara. Hefsiktara literally means a break, an interruption in the purity. And in the concept of a nidor, it refers to the fact that a nidor, of course, when blood comes out of her uterus, she becomes a nidor for seven days. She is tome. And at the end of the seven days, nightfall after the seventh day, she is then able to go to the mikvah in order to purify herself. And once she has done that, then she would be tohar. She would be pure. She would be able to have relations with her husband again. She wouldn't make other things tome. However, if blood comes out of her womb after the seven days of her being a nidor, then she's not fit to go to the mikvah at that point and purify herself, because she would have to wait until the end of the next day. Being a zova, if she bleeds during the 11 days following her week of being a nidor, then she becomes tome as a zova, and so it's not a time that is fit for her to purify herself in the mikvah. And because of this, she is obligated to check herself right at the end of the seventh day in order to ensure that she has stopped bleeding and that she is indeed able to go to the mikvah that night and be purified. And this, this is what is known as hefsiktara, where she checks herself in order to cause a break to end the days that she is tome and be able to be purified. 
This Mishnah, however, talks about a woman who failed to do that examination at the end of the seven days. Ideally, she's supposed to do it literally right at the end of the seven days. But what happens if she didn't do so? Nida Shabodko Atzmayim Shavi Shachris, a woman who was a Nida, who used a cloth to examine herself on the seventh day of her being a Nida in the morning. Instead of doing it at the end of the day, or at least as well, she did it only on the morning of the seventh day. And she found, literally this means that she found that she was pure, but that's obviously not to be taken literally because a nida is tome for the full seven days, regardless of whether she's bleeding or not. Once she bleeded the first time at the beginning of the seven days, she's tome for the next seven days, whatever happens. The Mishnah means that she finds that she is not bleeding currently, which means that at the end of the seventh day, she'll already be in a state where she is fit to be purified. However, at twilight, at the end of the seventh day, she did not separate herself from the seven days by performing an examination to check whether she is bleeding or not, which, as we said before, is called a hefsek tara. She did not do that hefsek tara. The Mishnah says, a few days later, she did examine herself, and she found that she was Tome. That means that she found that she was bleeding in that area, so she would be considered a Zova. The question is, what do we assume about her status earlier on when she went to the mikveh? If she was bleeding at the time that she went to the mikveh, that means that she was never purified in the mikveh, so anything that she touched over the last few days would have become Tome. The Mishnah says, She can assume that she was pure until the moment that she discovered herself to be Tommy as a, as a Zova. The point is, she's considered to be like a, like a regular woman who only from the, moment, from the moment that she discovers herself to be a Nida or a Zova, she's considered to be Tome, and until then, she's considered to be pure. And this is based on the fact that she checked herself on the seventh day in the morning. Since the, the, the point is that the last time she examined herself, she was not bleeding. And we can assume that that is what continued until we see otherwise. And because of that, if it's the opposite, what happens if if she examined herself with a cloth on the seventh day, in the morning, and she found that she was Tome, meaning she found that she was still bleeding, and at twilight, at the end of the seventh day, she didn't do a hefsek tara, she did not examine herself then, and after a while, a few days later, she examined herself, and she found herself pure, meaning she found that there was no blood that appeared on the cloth. What is her status during those middle days that we are unsure whether she was still bleeding or not? The Mishnah says, She is presumed to be Tome. Now, we don't assume her to be Tome definitely, because even though we saw that she was bleeding earlier on, that's not a reason that she's going to carry on bleeding. The point is that we are concerned that that is what continued, and out of doubt, we would consider her to be Tommy during those days. And the truth is, in this case, even if she didn't check herself on the seventh day, since we know that she was a Nida at that time, and the last time she checked herself, she certainly was a Nida, because the last time she checked herself was on the first day when she originally discovered that she was a Nida. So out of doubt, we assume that that's what continued until we know otherwise that she stops bleeding. Now, right at the beginning of the Masechta, we learned that Midirabonon, with regards to certain things like truma, sanctified foods, that require a much higher degree of maintaining their purity, 
With regards to those, the Chachamim decreed that we are more concerned that the woman was Tomei from earlier on. And because of that, even though the Mishnah said that in the first case we consider her to be Tomei only from the moment that she discovers the blood, with regards to sanctified foods like Truma, she would be considered Tomei for a period of 24 hours before she discovered the blood, or since the last time she examined herself, it's that if that was within the last 24 hours. And that is a stringency which applies specifically to any Truma or sanctified foods that she might have touched recently. However, that having been said, like we learned at the beginning of the Masech, the Vimyeshlo Veses, if she has a fixed expected time that she becomes a Nidor, that blood exits her uterus, her womb, and that's the time that she discovered this time as well that she became a Nidor, in this case there's no reason to assume that she became a Nidor earlier on, and therefore Dayo Shaitor, it's sufficient that she's considered to be Tomei only from that moment that she discovered the blood, which is the regular time that it was expected anyway. Alright, now the Mishnah goes back to discussing regular items, not truma, not sanctified foods where there are special rabbinic stringencies. We learned at the beginning of the Mishnah that, according to that opinion of the Mishnah, the fact that she examined herself in the morning on the seventh day is good enough for us to presume that she is pure even later on. Rabbi Yehuda says, Any woman who did not perform a hefsek tara, she did not examine herself, at the end of the seventh day, to find herself to be pure, to find, meaning that she wasn't bleeding, from Mincha onwards, that means the last two and a half hours of the day, is referring to the time of Mincha Tano, that's not the subject of this Mishnah, but it means the last two and a half hours of the day, if she did not perform an examination during that time, then we would be concerned that she is Tomei. According to Yehuda, we can't rely on the fact that she wasn't bleeding in the morning. She's still considered to be Tomei as a Nidor for the rest of that day, and that itself is a reason that we cannot start assuming that she is not bleeding. The Chachom the Chachomim is the third opinion. They say, Even if she examined herself on the second day, not on the seventh day, on the second day of her being a Nidor, and she found that she wasn't bleeding then, and at the end of the day, on the seventh day, she did not do a hefsek tara, she didn't examine herself, and after a while, a few days later, she examined herself and found that she was Tomei, the blood was exiting her uterus, even in that case, we can assume that until then, she was pure. The Chacham were even more lenient than the first opinion of the Mishnah, and they understand that an examination which was performed already from the second day of her being a Nidor, from the second day onwards, that is also sufficient to assume that she has stopped bleeding. This is unlike the first opinion of the Mishnah, who does require that at least the examination be done on, on the seventh day. Mishnah Gimel, a Zov is a man who is Tomei as a result of certain substances exiting his male organ, and if that happens at least twice, two days in a row, then he would be Tomei for seven days, and seven days must pass without this happening again. Likewise, a Zova, who is a woman from whom blood exits her uterus, during the 11 days following her week of being a Nidor, if that happens for three days in a row, then she also becomes Tomei, and only once seven days pass without her experiencing this again, would she be able to go to the mikveh and be purified. Now, Izov and Izovon need to examine themselves twice a day, in the morning and in the evening, in order to see whether this occurred again during that day. The Mishnah talks about somebody who failed to do so. 
They checked themselves on the first day and they found that they were pure, meaning they found that they did not experience this on that day. And then they did not check themselves for the rest of that week. On the seventh day, they checked themselves again, and also then they found that they were pure, which does not mean that they're pure. For those seven days, they are Tomei, but it means that they found that they did not experience it that day either. But all of the rest of the days in between the first and seventh day, they did not examine themselves. Rebbe Yezer says, They are assumed to be pure because the two times they did check, they, are, they, they didn't experience it. So our assumption is that the times they did not check is like that as well. Rebbe says, They only have the first and seventh day, which is the day that they checked. Rabbi Yeshua essentially agrees with Rabbi Yezer that on a mid-Oraisa level, according to the Torah, we are able to assume that during those middle days, they also didn't experience it, in the same way as they didn't experience it on the first and seventh day. However, mid-Rabbonon, as a stringency, will require them to count an additional five days to make up for the five days that they failed to examine themselves. And Rabbi Akiva, Omer, Rabbi Akiva says... He is the most strict, and he says that we're not able to rely on any assumptions over here. They have to check each day, and if they don't check, then we would be concerned that they did experience it that day. And because of that, they only have the seventh day. They did check the seventh day, which is the last day. So they have that day, but that's considered to be the first day. And for the next six days, they would need to check. And only once six days pass without them experiencing it again, would they be pure, at least once they go to the mikvah, they would be fit to be purified.